and welcome to the Tech I Love podcast. This is episode three, Software Edition. Today we are talking about Plex.tv. So Plex is a home media server application that you can run on pretty much any computer that you already own. So we all have it. We've got that old Pentium 2 gig of RAM laptop sitting in the closet, getting dusty, taking up space. We know nothing of what to do with it. Well, my friends, Plex is the answer. So how many of you have old DVDs, old Blu-rays, a music collection that you've ripped, you've got it scattered, you've got some on an external hard drive, you've got some on one laptop, you've got some on another, well, no problem, just go to Plex.tv, you download the free, yes, free 99, everybody, you download the free software, and that basically runs an application just like iTunes, and it's called Plex Media Server. Now, once you open up Plex, you just point it to all of those external hard drives, you point it to your internal hard drive, you point it to any network location, that includes a Windows machine, a Mac, and network to test storage. You tell Plex where all of your different content lives, it's going to aggregate all of that into one graphical user interface that's beautiful, simple to use, on several platforms, you can use it on your laptop, your phone, your Roku TV, your Apple TV, anything. This I'm telling you guys, the Plex software is everywhere. It's like the Netflix of home media server applications. Fantastic. So once you get Plex set up, it's going to pull all of that data in. And if you have anything that's missing album artwork, like your movies or your music... It's going to start downloading that metadata, and it's going to associate it with your existing content. It's great. So, uh, uh, what makes Plex excellent? Well, you know, we've had older home media center solutions. Myself, back in the day, I used Windows Media Center to control my content and to even grab online TV, online network content. And I had a large, chunky, Linksys Home Media Center extender. Plug that in, used it on Wi-Fi. This is probably back in 2005, 2006. Right next to it, I had the original first-generation Roku box. Uh, back then, it was called, quote-unquote, the Netflix box because that's the only application it ran. It ran Netflix, and that was it. So between my Media Center extender and my Roku Netflix box, I had a pretty small amount of content that I could actually stream and get over to my TV. And, and the last part of that, the Linksys Media Center extender, was horrible. I mean, we're, we're talking about, I'm sure I had good bandwidth. I had okay Wi-Fi back then. But the content would just drop out. You know, you, you couldn't even get through a 15-minute the Guild episode without it dropping out. Shout out to all my Guild fans for those that know who that is or what that is. Um, so, so Plex, uh, you know, fast forward, uh, y you've got a 65-person team that operates this software. It's constantly being updated. 
And, and there is one add-on that you can do that I, I wholly recommend, and that is Plex Pass. So even though Plex at its core is free, uh, and, and 90% of what Plex offers is also free, you can become a Plex subscriber with Plex Pass. That's going to get you some little extras. Myself, my favorite little extra they provide is the ability to plug in an over-the-air uh, antenna solution into my computer, and Plex will show a DVR and a TV guide. So I can flip through. I can see what over-the-air, free over-the-air antenna content is in my area. I can see what time it's playing. I can see metadata on that show. And then with the DVR, I can record that content directly to my hard drive. Now, wherever I go in the world, I can pull up my cell phone, my laptop in a hotel, access that DVR content, and boom, I'm good to go. So that, that's a nicety. Um, uh, another thing I use Plex for is when I get ready in the morning. I want to watch the local news. I'm going to be able to do that thanks to that over-the-air recording while I'm brushing my teeth, shaving, getting ready for the day, getting ready for this show. But the real crux of Plex is being able to aggregate all of your content and not only watch it yourself, whether you're at home watching on your TV, on your Apple TV, your Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick, but also share that server that you've created with your friends, okay? So let's stroll back in memory lane. You asked your coworker, Johnny, we'll call him. Hey, Johnny, can I borrow the latest Mission Impossible movie? Sure, Nathan. Uh, I'll bring the DVD in tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, he forgets it. Another day passes, he finally brings it in. You borrow it, you bring it home. What happens to that movie? It ends up getting lost. It's under your couch. The, the kid gets it, the dog gets it, the cat drags it away. Six months later, Johnny's coming back up to you with a baseball bat saying, Hey, yo, where's, where's Mission Impossible? I lent that to you six months ago. And then you kind of start sweating. And before you know it, that whole friendship and relationship is over. Well, no more. All right. With, with Plex, you just share your Plex server with Johnny. Johnny can share his with you. And all of his content, all of those DVDs and Blu-rays that he's purchased over the years, now get pulled in to your Plex media server. All right. So, so you're not actually downloading the content. You're just able to view that over the Internet. But you don't have to pay a rental fee. You don't have to pay a monthly fee. You don't have to pay an annual fee. The only time that you might need to pay a fee is if you want to join as a Plex Pass subscriber. They do offer a lifetime membership. So for $119.99, you can become a lifetime member. I recommend that just for the live TV capabilities. Uh, they now have news that they are offering. So they'll pull news content from all over the internet, present that to you in one channel. Um, they, they now have podcast support that just came out of beta. It's fantastic. You know, you can, you can subscribe to all of your podcasts just like you can on Apple podcasts and Google podcasts and, and pocket casts, you know, it's fantastic. So with Plex, the only area where I see things getting a little hairy is with these ultra HD 4k Dolby digital cinema Blu-rays. Um, you know, that, that content, if you rip one of those, boom, that's going to be 20 gigs at least on your hard drive. So think about that. Do the math. 
you have 10 movies, 20 gigs each, there's 200 gigs gone. You know, as soon as your collection starts growing, you're going to use up a lot of hard drive space. So I really recommend getting a, a network detached storage, putting all your content there, and, 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 and storing all of your data that way. Now lastly, one of the biggest benefits of Plex is this is basically a plug-and-play solution. The user interface, the way to download it, to point it to where all of your data is, plug-and-play, like I said, super simple. And, and once you have it set up, you can hand this application to anybody. You can hand it to your grandmother, your wife, your kids, whoever. They do not have to be a software engineer to be able to use this or to even set it up. I mean, the average Joe can get this set up, get it running, and be watching in no time. So that, my friends, is our consolidated episode this week of Tech I Love. I apologize, we are in a consolidated week here over at the Tech I Love studio, so just a quick snippet of a show. But if you're interested, go over to Plex.tv, go ahead and read up on that software, download it. If you're not familiar with it, give it a try. I mean, it's free. Why not? Give it a shot. Tell me if you like it. Go over to patreon.com slash techilove. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash techilove. Tell me in the comments, do you already use Plex? Have you not used Plex? Did you just start it? Do you have any comments? How do you feel about it? For those of you that do have Plex and you love it, tell me, what are you using about it? What's your favorite part about it? Get that discussion going. Definitely appreciate it. And for those that aren't familiar with Patreon.com, it is a website where you can show your support for the show. You know, if if you want to donate a dollar a month, you know, just just help chip a little in when it all boils together. It keeps the lights on. It keeps the show going. More importantly, it creates great content, research, and development for me to continue getting these shows out on a weekly basis for you. Now... Finally, if you look in the show description, I'll have links to everything we talked about here. And you can also learn about subscribing to this podcast if, if this is something your friend is letting you listen to. An easy way to subscribe, go to anchor.fm slash techilove. You'll have links to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, uh, Deezer. You know, there's, there's several ways to access podcasts. And the beauty of Tech I Love, free. It's a free subscription, everybody. You know, you can't beat that free content. So thank you, everybody, for being here for episode three of the Tech I Love podcast. I'll see you next week with another episode. Bye. Bye.